0: Hi hey guys, welcome back to our Bible study with on Walt and today we are continuing with our book of Ephesians uh, We shall be looking at uh, chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 uh, So before we dive into it, let's have a simple worship and uh, a word of prayer
1: One thing I desire, only this I seek Just to dwell, dwell, dwell Here forever This will be my posture Laying at your feet Or just to dwell, dwell, dwell Here forever Dearest Father Closest friend Most beautiful, most beautiful, dearest father, dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful, your most beautiful, dearest father, dearest father. Closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful.
0: Heavenly Father, you're so beautiful, you're so wonderful. You're our closest friend. We seek to understand you, we seek to know you, mighty Father. We pray that, Lord, as we meet again to understand your word, you send your Holy Spirit to come guide us to come and help us understand your word we pray this through Christ our Lord amen yes dear brothers and sisters I'll come you back uh, to this second chapter of Ephesians so we see that this chapter it emphasizes the theme of salvation by grace and that is through faith in Jesus Christ Uh, Being saved by grace, it means that uh, we we have received uh, a gift from God that we do not really deserve. God gives us uh, his favor, his love, his son, despite the fact that we have done nothing to earn it. So God sent his son to pay our sins uh, through his death. On the cross, even though we are sinners who have done nothing for God, but God surely gives us this grace freely to us out of His love for us. So, when we read in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates His own love for us. In this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And now that we have received uh, His grace, we are made right with God. We can now have a relationship with Him, and we can look forward to eternal life in heaven with Him. Uh, people t- people use uh, this acronym for grace. It says uh, God's riches at Christ's expense meaning that we are the recipients of all the goodness of God through the death of Christ so what does uh, grace look like I want you to picture this you are standing before a judge uh, who has a huge a big list of all the crimes you have committed that are punishable by death. However, there is uh, someone in the crowd who promises to take your punishments of death and you'll be given their clean stand. So this results in getting something you don't deserve. Imagine all the cases have been read before you, all the punishment Have been read before you, but someone out of the crowd says, For me, I'm ready to stand and take your punishments. So, uh, really, this is something you don't deserve, and that is what Jesus did for you. This is what Jesus did for me. But just as you would need to accept the clean stand or that clean slate in court, which you did not earn, you need to believe in and receive this same gift from Jesus. So that is very simple. As long as you have realized you are a sinner, you are deemed to be judged, you are deemed to be punished, it's another way again to accept if Jesus is to come into your life, you should accept him because for him he came to die for you he surrendered himself to die for you so accepting him to represent you is another thing it's an act of faith in him so with that brief summary allow me to go into our book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 it says once you were dead doomed for once you were dead doomed forever because of your many sins Verse 2, you used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and the desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature. And we are under God's anger just like everyone else. So, in these verses, uh, Paul first makes it clear that all people are sinners. Hmm? So, oftentimes we fail to be that person that God wants us to be. That is sin. And oftentimes, we do not live as God wants us to live. Again, that is sin. You also sin when you do when you do something. When you do something wrong. Uh, but also sometimes you do not do something that you should do. Also, that one is another sin. So the way to live. Uh, sometimes our old way of living moves us away from God our old way of living moves us away from God uh, the old the, uh, the old life uh, as we saw Paul saying is the way that use uh, that we all used to live it is the way that we all used to live So, either we can walk with God, or we can walk away from Him. Uh, So, Paul speaks about this wrong way to live uh, in three ways. So, let's have a look at them. Uh, The first one, he says, uh, The first one uh, is when you used to copy the bad ways of people in the world, the non-Christians. Uh, In the world, there are different systems. They could be political, they could be social, or many systems. So any systems that that does not have God, that does not have God in them, uh, even the people in these systems, they also don't think about God. Secondly, uh, we see the king who rules the spiritual forces in the air. So this means uh, Satan. It represents Satan who is the king who rules uh, the spiritual forces of the air. He can. Uh, we, of course, we cannot, we cannot see him. We cannot see them. However, they are there and they work in the world. Thirdly, uh, they belonged to the person who now controls uh, the people who do not obey God, who do not obey God's rules. So Paul tells us that uh, he is a spirit, and that is Satan, of course. So let's continue with verse 4. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us. So very much, verse five, that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the from dead from the from the, the death from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved, verse six. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms all because we are one with Christ Jesus. Uh, These verses they talk about our present life. They talk about our present life. So Paul describes uh, the sad situation of men and women. He speaks about the anger of God. But this is not the last word. Paul now writes uh, some wonderful words. He speaks about God's goodness and grace, and God wants to forgive all people. He pities those uh, who do not deserve His grace. He loved us so much, and God wants us uh, wants uh, to be kind. God wants to be kind, really, even to the bad people. That kindness. Comes from His great love. His great love reaches down from heaven to us on earth. God uh, raised, He raised us up with Christ Jesus. Paul is not uh, writing about when God raised Christ. He's writing about us. God gave each of us a new life in Christ. And God raised us with Christ Jesus. God also caused us to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. Again, Paul writes about Christ's church, that altogether we are one body in Christ. It does not matter what our nationality is, It does not matter whether uh, we are men or women. It does not matter who we are, but we are part of Christ. Hmm? Let's read verse Verse 7. And so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of his favor and kindness towards us. As shown in all he has done for us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. God saved you by his special favor when you believed and you. When. Sorry. I beg your pardon. God saved you by his special favor when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So, none of us can boast about it. Verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He has planned for us long ago. Amen. These verses talk about our future life. So, Paul now comes to the purpose of God's great power. He writes about uh, the reasons why God raised uh, Jesus from death. And also he writes about the reasons why he rose us with him. Mm. He did this uh, to show for all time his rich grace. Nothing compares to that. He showed this in the kindness that he showed to us in christ jesus to have faith means to trust in god and we can trust in him uh, to give us all that he has for us we turn to god because uh, we are weak and empty and we turn to god because we need him so we must have faith in god However, faith itself is not really enough. God wants us to give Uh, God wants yes, God wants to give us everything. We receive salvation by faith and we are justified by faith. But salvation uh, is by God's grace. Faith itself does not give us any right to receive no do good deeds or our good works give us this gift of grace we would be proud if that were so hmm? and we might say this all comes from me or this is the result of my great faith but that is not true therefore god made us in christ jesus he already prepared things for us to do he made us uh, in a careful way and I'm reminded of this verse that says that we are faithfully and wonderfully made uh, let's proceed verse 11 do not forget that you Gentiles used to be used to be outside by by birth. Used to be outsiders by birth, you were called the uncircumcised ones by the Jews, by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. Verse 12. In those days, you were living, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from god's people israel and you did not know the promises god had made to them you lived in the world without god and without hope mm. so this uh, these verses they explain what the gentiles were without christ god chose israel to be a holy people and he intended them to be separate from the other nations, many years ago, he had he had made an agreement with Abraham. This separated the Israelites from God. Sorry, this uh, separated uh, the Israelites for God. God prepared them as a special nation, such that the other people they could look at them. He made them his very special people. Yes. This agreement uh, did not depend on their goodness. It had nothing to do with how good or even how strong or beautiful these people were. God chose them only because he wanted. That's how he wanted it to be. He did this uh, in order that he could bless all the other families on earth. And then all the other families could come and... uh, know him as well. But the Jewish, the Jewish leaders, they had different thoughts. For them they thought that uh, their nation was better than other nations. And they also thought that uh, he would send the people who were in other nations to hell. Mm. So the Jews, for them, they were circumcised yet the Gentiles were not and we see that God gave the custom of circumcision to Abraham. And this became part of the Jewish religion. He gave it, of course, as an outer sign of his choice of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, uh, people could see that they were his special people. So that was kind of a saying that put the Israelites as a special people to God. And Paul refers to this circumcision as that of man's, uh, as that of man's hands. So uh, these were also actually they were physical signs, which were not really important. So the Jews and the Gentiles. God calls them as similar people. They are the same. There is no difference between them. So God had planned and uh, had promised to include the uh, the Gentiles into his family. But of course, the Gentiles, they did not know. They did not know anything about that. And that's why they lived with no hope. And Paul says... In Romans chapter 1 uh, verse 18 to 20 that God shows his power his character in creation. that is uh, in the things that uh, that people can see other than that there was only one way that the Gentiles could see God and that was by other people this was uh, our situation before we knew Jesus as our Savior and Lord we should always remember this and we should be grateful Mm. let's proceed verse 13 but now you belong but now you belong to Christ Jesus though you once were far away from God now you have been brought near to him because of the, the blood of Christ as 14 for Christ himself has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles by making us all one people he has broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us as 15 by his death he has ended the whole system of, of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles his purpose was to make peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person from the two groups. Um, Verse 16 Together as one body Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death or our by means of his death and our hostility towards Each other was put to death. Verse 17. He has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and to us Jews who were near. Verse 18. 18, Now all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, may come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. In these verses uh, there is good news for the Gentiles, and we see coming together under one body. We can now be in Christ Jesus. God has brought God has brought them to Himself. He has brought the Gentiles to Himself by the blood of Christ. It was. Of course, uh, it was like a closed door. Now, it is like an open door. Everyone is free to enter. The door is open for everyone. Not only does uh, Jesus bring us peace, but He is now our peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Because of Christ, uh, we Uh, We all have the same spirit and we can come near the Father. Mm, Verse 19, let's continue. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Verse 20. We are his house. We are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Verse 21. Uh, We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Verse 22. Through him, you Gentiles are also joined together as part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Uh, Here we see, uh, here we now see the coming together under one building. We are coming together under one building. Uh, Before the Gentiles in Israel, they were strangers and foreigners. They met live with the people of Israel, but they did not own land. They had no rights but it is not like uh, but it is not like in the church in the church they are all citizens they are all citizens together they are citizens of king Jesus they are in the kingdom of God they are also in the family of God and all of all together they are children of God God is their father. All are part of the church. So God built it on the base, uh, of course, he built it on the base of the apostles and the prophets. Its foundation is built upon apostles and the prophets, and Jesus himself being the most important stone. So Christ's church, is living and growing so I hope you've been blessed in today's Bible uh, study allow me to stop from here and uh, we shall meet in our next uh, episode, thank you so much